What's up, ladies and gentlemen, or whoever might be listening? Um, I'm back with another episode. I'm freaking watching The Meg right now just because, you know, sometimes when you want to just watch something stupid. <laughs> so, it, you know, it just seems like I've never I've never seen it. And I don't think it's that that important. Like, it's not like an Avengers movie or something, but it's like I'll give it a chance. But I won't give it too much of a chance because obviously I'm recording a podcast while I'm watching it. So but uh, let's see how it goes, man. Uh, this week, well, I'm going to summarize the last two weeks uh, in comedy for me. So, uh, if you don't know, um, I've been doing comedy. I've been doing stand-up comedy, something I've been wanting to do for a really long time. So, finally, um, I'm doing it, and uh, it's been it's been crazy. You know, I, I've been doing it for, let's see, since October, October, November, December, uh, January... February and now we're March. Now we're in April. So about six months or so. I want to say five months because I started at the end of October. So yeah, it's about five five months. Yeah. So it's like uh, it's been interesting. So like it's been a lot of fun. But um, well, let me let me take you back two weeks ago. So two weeks. I got I I went to the hideaway and I had a pretty good set. Wait, hold on. What am I? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. At the hideaway, I had a good set. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of people had good sets and and um, it was a lot of fun. We um, hung out and all that stuff. And then Thursday, um, Thursday, I think everyone had a good set. I think this is the week where it was a really really good night for comedy. You know, it was at the getaway. Um, there was plenty of students. I think this was probably like the week before spring break, so they like kids were were out and drinking and hanging out, and we got a lot of people to come uh, come out to to the patio to watch the comedy show, and um, everything was going awesome. Everyone was having really strong sets, making everybody was making everyone laugh, and then um, uh, there was two like. Hispanic, uh, it was a, uh, there were, it was a lesbian couple, right, they were clearly lesbian, all right, so, uh, everything was going fine, they were listening to the show, but they drank way too much, like, I'm talking about, they were, they were super drunk, all right, and, um, I don't know, it was just, uh, it was just a bad mixture, you know, like, uh, people drinking too much and being Hispanics, <laughs> I can say that because I'm Hispanic. I know what happens when some, I know what happens when Hispanic people get too drunk. You know, uh, it's a mixture of 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 different emotions. You know, you have people who start crying, you have people who freaking, um, I don't know, start trying to fight people or whatever, or they start singing and or they start throwing up and they pass out or whatever it might be. Um, but this was the type of couple or the type of person that gets drunk and gets violent, you know, they try to start fights, um, so, um, this happened after I did my set, and we were all hanging out, uh, off to the side with, at the getaway, where, like, the comics have kind of started just hanging out in between their sets or whatever, oh, shit, and, um, yeah, uh, uh we were all there, and then, uh, there was, like, some, uh, I think it was Tony Ross went up 
And then at this point, like the way he opened his set, uh, I guess annoyed one of the one of the the one of the ladies, you know, the lesbian couple, and uh, she started heckling, and she wouldn't stop heckling, like she wouldn't stop talking, and Tony Ross kind of grilled her pretty good. You know, I won't say what he said. You had to be there. Seriously, you really, like, if you weren't there, then then only, I can tell you what happened, but it would not equate to actually being there. So, uh, Tony Ross said something very brutal to them, and it was very hilarious, and all the comics were, were like, on the ground laughing, and then this chick decides to get up and, and flip a table over. She was, like, one of those cholo or chola-type people you know like they were like want to be gangsters or whatever and then you know they were just trying to show off their assertiveness right so she flips a table and then like she's acting like she's about to rush the stage and then uh another comedian uh um kevin magallanes damn it forgot his uh i forgot his last name but but kevin i know who you are he's a big guy man he's like six foot like nine or something like that he's a huge dude so he just gets up and like in between her and the comic, uh, her and Tony Ross, and like, like um, that kind of deflated the situation. And she was just going on and on. And then uh, um, Jonathan Tynes went up, and then uh, he just had it. Like he just told them to shut up, and then tried to rush the 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 chick tried to rush the stage again, and it was just people were getting hold, held back. They were screaming and shouting and and then it was just chaos and it was just not a man it just sucked and then and i'm pretty sure they took video of all of us like all the comedians just hanging out or at that point we we're all watching what were happening first of all we were making sure that john nothing happens to jonathan tynes while he was on because he was on stage while like a lot of the chaos started happening i'm not sure if everyone remembers exactly how it happened but yeah, Jonathan Tynes was like in he could have been <laughs> who knows what could have happened. So it it was a weird situation to be in, you know. You got this lesbian couple and one of them is like freaking out trying to fight. Um and uh clearly the man in that relationship and she wanted to try to fight and you know, what do you do? Like you are you allowed to defend yourself in that situation? Like I'm genuinely curious. Like if if Kevin Magañas wasn't there uh, to kind of break the, the, you know, to put a border in between, you know, the comedian and, and, and that, that, that lady or that girl or whatever that person wants to be called. Um, like, like, I don't know, like, can, could Jonathan Tynes have defended himself? Like, I'm not saying that he's not able to. I'm positive Jonathan Tynes can can defend himself against the lesbian like <laughs> that's to say the least I mean he's not like a he's not weak you know and plus he's also black you know so obviously he can defend himself <laughs> that's that's a really really crazy stereotype right? that all black people know how to defend themselves or all black people know how to fight um anyways damn I'm, I might get in trouble for that one for for what I just said but anyways whatever man I'm watching Megalodon <laughs> I'm stupid I'm not smart, all right? Well, anyways, um, yeah, so that happened on Thursday. And then, um, but still after that, like, like I think KJ went up afterwards. And he, 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 like, the crowd was still there, you know? The crowd was still with us. 
um, with all the comics. I mean, and and so it wasn't a bad night. I mean, we even took a picture of of of, um, of all the the group of comics that were like there at like towards the end, and we were just like, yeah, they just everyone was like had smiles on 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 our faces because everyone had a good night, probably except Jonathan Tynes. You know, but it's not, it was not his fault, dude. Like, it was the worst situation to ever be, be in, um, other than the situation that I put myself in <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> this upcoming Thursday. But anyways, on Tuesday of this week, um, we went to, uh, like, I went to the Ontario Improv to try to uh, get, get some stage time there. That open mic is like like, a bunch of people go to that one. A bunch of them, right? And then they also have a feature act usually. So it's like, you um, you go to 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 the improv. You put your name in the bucket, and there's like a slim chance that you're gonna get picked. You know. So, um, I didn't get to go up, but it was a great crowd. Oh my goodness, the crowd was laughing at absolutely everything, everything. You could have said you could have probably said anything, anything remotely funny in front of that crowd, and they would have laughed, it was such a good crowd, um, but I didn't get picked there, (laughs) but shout out to all the comics who did go up, uh, there was a few from that, that go to the buddy system circuit, um, that got picked, and we were all stoked for them, for example, um, uh, Aaron Chase went up, of course, and he, um, he, he, he killed it, you know, he did a really quick set, and he got off, and then, um, Let's see. I don't think he did all his time. You only get three minutes at the improv, so it's only so much that you can do. But um, let's see. Uh, Chica went up, and she freaking killed. So congrats to Chica, man. She freaking... She's been consistently killing. <laughs> all right? Like, she, she's she been doing really good. So shout-outs to, uh, to Chica. Chica Okora, right? She went up... Uh, who else went up? Joe, Joe Beltran went up. He was really funny. You know, it, like he had a good, I think, he, as a matter of fact, I think he was the last of the open micers, if I'm not mistaken. So Joe Beltran, um, Frankie Oi went up. Yeah, Frankie Oi went up and he did, he had a really good set at the improv. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any, well, obviously uh, hosted by William Henderson and Alec Damani. And both of those guys just freaking, um, I think they 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 hosted uh, unbel- just really perfectly, you know. They're a great duo, and they like it was just a, it was just a great night. They started they started the night off night off really good, and then their jokes in between comics were so quick, like so quick but so good. Like I've I've heard um, uh, William Henderson uh, say his bit about it looks like he sneezes racial slurs. <laughs> uh, I won't say the rest because like his punchline is just, well, just perfect it was just like one of those really really quick jokes that that he could just throw in there and then introduce the next comic and it was completely it was beautiful right so um obviously them too they they go to the to the um buddy system circuit they go through it so um but a lot of you know i i i i saw all the other comics that you know i'm starting to get to know i i started i i talked to nick laney about um because he's a clean comic so i kind of wanted to ask him like um 
if he's always been clean or has he always or has he been risky before or risky as in has he just tried um regular like dirty material or whatever like cuss words and um bad um you know yeah but it, so i, I kind of wanted wanted to know because i figured you know um nick laney was kind of like a religious man and not that that's a bad thing honestly it's not, like it's not bad like there's nothing wrong with that right he's still a funny guy you know it doesn't make him not funny so i just asked him and he said yeah like part of it is is, is you know um his religious belief and also another thing he said that it was he feels like he'd get more more opportunity as a clean comic like you, you get you can get hired for more gigs like birthday parties you can you can get hired at chuck e cheese <laughs> You know, if you're a clean comic, if you're a dirty comic, there's no way you can do all of those things. So he's got a point there, all right? But I can't, I, I probably couldn't do it not right now. It's just too, like, I think, I just want to be funny. Like, it doesn't matter if it's clean or dirty or whatever. I'm just trying whatever I can to be funny. That's that's the goal. That's the goal in my writing. So unfortunately for a lot of people that wish that I was a clean comic, um, I'm not. Like, I I... I I can be very vulgar sometimes, so it's just like, um, I mean, it it is what it is, I guess. I mean, I I just um I'm, I'm just trying to do comedy, you guys. So I'm not trying to again. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm I never said that I was going to be politically correct, uh, religiously correct. Like I'm just trying to be funny. You know, that's that's all it is. Um, but anyways, uh, let's see. So Tuesday, I I, uh, I didn't get up on the improv like at the at the M- Ontario Improv. So I, I drove to the Hideaway. So I went to the Hideaway, and then uh, I had a really good set. You know, like it, it was a it was really fun. Um, I tried this bit two weeks ago that that started like like it was doing really well, you know, but it was really risky, right? And like, I don't even want to talk about what what it was because because of what happened on Thursday, <laughs> but anyways, I'll get to that, so yeah, so on Tuesday, uh, everyone, it was a great night, okay, um, it was a lot of fun, now Thursday, here we go, I freaking bombed so damn hard <laughs> with, with not only new material, because, like, I don't know, it was just, like, it was a really, really bad, like, I don't know. It, it just didn't didn't turn out well at all. Like it was just um I went up with a super risky joke, you know. Um and and here's the the problem that 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 happened, all right? Here's the problem. It's that I um tried this joke before a few times, right? This was going to be like the fourth time that I do this joke and the last three times it went very well, all right? I think the big one of the biggest mistakes that that we can do as comedians is think that our jokes are completely like finished and they're you know they're perfect and you're never going to have to rewrite anything in that joke and it's just it's just kills regardless you know I I'll never have to rewrite this joke it's it's done it's a done deal we're good I think the only way that 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 we should think that is when we're trying to when we said oh you know what like we've I I've done this bit billions of times and it's time to rewrite some new stuff 
so I'm kind of I'm done doing this this bit or this material because I need to start writing new stuff. That's the only time it's acceptable to to put like a joke aside. You should never put a joke aside just because you think it's perfect, you know, unless it's obviously perfect, you know, which is it just I have a hard time believing that that happens. Right. That you write a joke out and it's perfect right off the bat, you know. I'm pretty sure it can happen. Uh, I'm pretty positive that it can happen with like comedians like Joe Rogan. I'm pretty sure Tom Segura can can probably do that. They're they're more capable of doing something like that than someone like me, who I'm just an open micer and I'm just trying my best out here. <laughs> but um, yeah, it it was just I, I don't know. I, it's just hard for me to believe that I would make a perfect joke right off the bat. So to think that after after running a bit three times that it's perfect and we're good to go and I I can go with the same words, I can go with the same phrases and think that it's going to be just that I'm going to get the right response every single time. I never accounted for people that were not going to like that joke. Right. So now that I've experienced how people react when they don't like the joke. Um, you could do one of two things, right? You can say, screw that crowd. They don't know what's up. And then, you, and then you keep doing the joke how you used to, or you can rewrite your joke so that there's less chance of that happening. There's less chance of you going up in front of a crowd and being like, oh, they didn't like it. Cause I'd rather like, I'd rather be like, some people liked it than saying, than saying, oh, when I went to this place, like nobody freaking liked it. And that made me look like a big asshole. And nobody liked, nobody liked me after that. And I was just like, damn, right? If, if bombing doesn't somehow bring you down to square one, I think there might be a problem with you, right? To think it's always going to be, oh, it's always the crowd's fault. It's always the crowd's fault. Like we could only blame the crowd so many times, right? Um, until we got to be like, all right, it's not the crowd this time. I think it has to, it has everything to do with the, my delivery it has everything to do with my writing. Uh, it has everything to do with, with, um, structuring the joke or whatever. Sometimes we got to go back and reanalyze, uh, a joke or a premise and, and make it better. So it's funnier to more people instead of just, oh, it's fun. See, here's the problem. This is what I did. Again, I'm not going to say the, the joke because I, I don't want to go back to how it used to. I don't, I don't want to go back to, to saying that joke like that. But anyways, um, also, I, I'm, I'm very embarrassed. <laughs> but but really, this is this is um, this is what happened at this point with my with my joke writing. Is it like I for a split second thought um, it would be a good idea to do comedy that didn't suit my personality. 100%. That's not me uh, trying to get the, ooh, I can't believe he tried to say that. Or, oh, I wouldn't have said that. Like, trying to just go for the shock value, the oohs and the ahs instead of the ha-has. Like, I don't know. Like, I agree that any reaction is probably a good reaction sometimes, other than silence. But, man, I'm trying to make people laugh. I'm not trying to make people cringe and be like oh man i can't believe he he's trying to joke around about that you know um which sometimes i'm pretty sure i'm gonna have i'm gonna have to write some material on some very risky things but like when it's that like i wouldn't say that like my joke is probably the worst it's probably the worst joke that you know what yeah it's probably the worst joke that i've ever written 
And uh, again, like I had saw the way a lot of the comedians were writing and and their personalities. And I'm like, oh, this should make them laugh. And it's like, no, I mean, like, like, I don't know. It, it just wasn't smart to 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 do a joke about um, uh, abuse or whatever it might be. Uh, that's as far as that's as much as I'm going to say. But yeah, granted to like, like, I'm, I'm really glad that I have the attack, the, the attitude to be like, oh, you know what? That was rough. Uh, I survived it, but you know what? It's time to fix it. Like, I'm not going to keep it that way just because it worked three times. You know, I, I need a better ratio than that. I really do. Before I, before I put this joke to the side, I need a better ratio than just me doing it three times and it working three or me working it four times and it works three out of the four. It's like, nah, like, you know what? I have to try it more than just three times to know that, that it works. Like I have a bit about conjoined twins and that one it's, is pretty, um, I don't want to say that it's set and good to go, but like I have more faith in that joke than I had in the one that I tried yesterday, or the one that I tried on, on, on Thursday, I mean, at the getaway. And um, also with like the new material that I, brand new material that I decided to try at the getaway. So it's like, there's a lot of work to be done in being a comedian. And my joke book is like full of premises. I just need to start uh, picking, picking at all these things. You know, I have to start, um, um, I, I, I have to start looking through my joke book and seeing what I can rewrite, what that, what is it that I can maybe drop from, 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 uh, you know, what can I start working on next or whatever? What can I add to something, revisit some things and see what I can work out on stage before I start getting booked a little more. So, um, let's see what else what else what else oh i think that's oh yeah so i i was debating about talking about this at all um because i I don't know look i I don't want to seem like like i'm a hater i really don't dude honestly i if anything dude i i I love way too quickly (laughs) you know and let me explain myself like for example i've i used to go to be part of a church church group or you know, everyone felt like a family or whatever. And, and you learn to like fall in love with people like, like, you know, with your friends, you know, not in, not in a inappropriate kind of falling in love. Like, that's not what I mean. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a respect, you know, a respectful brotherly love, you know, you start to feel compassion and you start to feel, you know, something towards these people or whatever. Um, and that happens all too quickly for me like I can meet a group of people and meet them a few times and then have great times with them and then all of a sudden I'm like dude I feel love towards them because they're they seem like people that I want to care about and they seem like people that you know um are are cool to be around you know so this is what's basically happening with um all the all the, a lot of the comics that go through through the same circuit that I'm going through right here in the in 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 the Riverside County area, um, or in the Riverside area, you know, the buddy system puts together these open mics and there's, it seems like it's the same comedians that are grinding it out here. Right. So I'm starting to feel for all these people. Like, like I'm starting to pay a lot of respect to, to, I've always like respected them, but you know, now I'm trying to, I'm starting to see them as like friends, you know, and, and I'm starting to want to care for them and I'm starting to, you know, um, wanting to see them succeed, you know? So like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I have 
positive things to say about all the comedians in the in the buddy system, you know? I can't even begin to to start to say it. I mean, I can try. I can absolutely try. Like, I would say, like, George Frito, like, dude, like, if it wasn't for you, your knowledge of, of putting, or your, your knowledge and your willingness to lug gear and plug it in and, you know, and, and you know, be the DJ and all that stuff. <clears throat> like, if it wasn't for you being, like, able and willing to do it, like, a lot of a lot of comedians probably wouldn't do it so to see your i would i don't i would say i guess servanthood i don't want to say servanthood that seems really you're i don't know you're providing something that not everyone would do and that's very special you know and that's really good for you like it's really we're a lot of people were, were very thankful that that you're like that you have that that in your and your personality, I guess, that you're you're willing to put this like you. It seems like you really like doing it. You know, if I'm I don't want to speak out of turn, you know, I would rather ask you. But like you seem like you really enjoy being the DJ for these open mics. You know, it doesn't seem like you're like, oh, I freaking hate being here. You really like doing it, you know, so I hope if not, then I'm, <laughs> I don't know. But Aaron, you know, like even Aaron, he's a great host. He's very what's the word that i'm looking for he's very understandable very relatable but he's also like very poised you know like he's very clear he's not he, he's he's very like um i don't know how, how to explain he's very clear like he just seems like like he he's he looks like i don't know like he he looks like um He's a little roughed up a little bit, you know, he's got the, the dreadlocks growing and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like if you hear him talk, he sounds like a freaking news anchor, <laughs> you know, to a certain point. But like he's very professional how he speaks to you and, and in his joking. Like he seems very like like professional-esque, like very gentlemanly, you know, even though he's talking about really bad things, too. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and then so, and then moving on to, like, the comics, you know, like, Jonathan Tynes, like, I don't know why, why he feels like, like, he has, um, I don't know, he's just really up, upset about how his sets go a lot, and, and do, but he, like, kills a lot, and he does a really good job, and he's really smart, and he's really funny, you know, so it's just like, uh, sometimes life can be rough, dude, but just know that, like, you're, you're, you're doing good, man, you're, and, and, Seeing you do good makes me feel like I want to do good. You know, like I feel, how, how can I, how the hell can I put this without sounding weird? Um, I want, I just want to see you succeed, dude. That's it. That's all I want to say. Um, and, and, and I know it's going to happen. You just got to keep believing in yourself. Yeah. Anyways, um, Jake Calderon, you're a freaking killer. Uh, I think you've proved that plenty of times, like uh, on the mic. And, and it's pretty inspirational to watch. Um, damn, there's just too many. Too many of them. Tony Ross, um, you, uh, how can I say this? I don't know why I decided to talk to the comics. Uh, but Tony Ross, you're freaking, you're a killer. Um, let's see. Uh, Steven Roth. Like, you're, you're, I love your craziness, man. And I love how uh, on one one of your, like, bits, you're like, you're like, so this is what I'm talking. I'm talking to my therapist about this because <laughs> you act so wild, dude. And I actually really like that about you, that you're very like all over the place. You know, like no one else 
really is is more visual like no one's visual like i pretty much when i'm on on the mic i usually i'll stand there like in the middle and and i might move a little bit but <clears throat> i'm not very i don't know not very visual with my comedy i usually just stand in the same spot very tom segura-esque you know um who else is there man there's so many comics. Frankie Oi, uh, you're good, man. You're awesome. Um, Joe Beltran. Um, freaking Michael Thompson had one of the, he had the absolute best. He has premise of, of the year right now. Oh my gosh. You don't even understand how funny his premise is on, uh, I think it's on heaven. Seriously. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so good such as he has such a good premise he's a very good comic um who else do we got man we have so so many dude i really like i don't want to start listening all the all the or start talking about all the comics and be like oh like i can't believe you didn't freaking talk i'm nobody who cares who i included and who i didn't include but you know you also have william henderson on there he's he's you know the him and alec damani are freaking like i said at the beginning of the podcast like they're they're hosts of the Ontario Improv, and they know what they're doing. You know, they're really, they're consistently funny, and they, they're creators. You know, they like to create comedy. So that's, that's uh, they're, they're cool to, to, to experience being around. Uh, and Hector Lara. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't forget to talk about Hector Lara, man. Dude, like, I've, he's, he, Hector Lara was probably, like, the first comedian who's ever really approached me or talked to me and, and, in some sort of way, I think he messaged me on Instagram, and he's like, hey, I've seen you, you know, at the open mics, and he showed me encouragement and support, and, you know, there was just something about that, that was just like, that's just special, <clears throat> you know, like, I've been, my wife and I have been watching a lot of uh, Hell's Kitchen, you know, with Gordon Ramsay, and it's unbelievable, you ever watch the first season, it's crazy, what this dude get get gets away with saying uh speaking of Gordon Ramsay he'll freaking he used to call women fat cows you doesn't any I don't know if anyone remembers that I I, th I think he calmed down because like like I don't know if the show's still going but it's because we saw this on like Amazon Prime or something they had like all the seasons and then all of a sudden me and my wife we just got hooked on it right and <clears throat> let's see um yeah so he would <laughs> He would be so brutal to these chefs, and it's just like, I don't know if the next level of where where the IE comics are like. As soon as you you go from, you know, as soon as you go from uh from the level of open micer to featuring to, you know, touring to also uh, headlining. I wonder if like right now it's like everyone's very supportive. Everyone is like wants to see everyone else succeed. Everyone wants to see every, someone have a good set, and and there's no. It, it it seems like there's competition to to a very limited extent, you know. Com competition as in being like oh like I want to feature. I want to start doing shows and getting booked and all that stuff. That's cool, right? However, I also see that there's like a lot of comics who are like oh I want them to do good. You know, I, 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 there's like a supportive kind of bro brotherhood in this like exclusive fraternity that we have going on, you know, as comics. 
So, oh man, I'm going to sound like such a douchebag thinking that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but really, um, yeah, like, like the, the, the amount of support that you have from all these comics is like, I don't know if, if that's how, if being all cutthroat and it's all about me and not about you. And if it's my time to shine, I'm going to forget all about you. I don't know if that's what's above us, you know, if that's what's to come. I like to think that it doesn't because that seems like it sucks right um i mean i have heard based on what i had heard on like on rogan or 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 on uh, like or or whatever it, it, like, on all these other podcasts on your mom's house like it seems like there is a level of of competition that happens sometimes but the people who think that way don't really get too far right but it's the people who are like like not just that they're fans of comics but like that they're like all around don't care about who's funnier than them they just want to be funny themselves like i think when we see that as you know as as comedians in ourselves who knows how how much better shows come together like when when each of us individually say hey that's great that they're funny you know i'm so happy that they're funny because they're making the show more alive so you know what it's time for me to step up and instead of being jealous or being angry that they're funnier, funnier than me, I'm just going to work on my material so that when I go up, I bring my level of funny to this situation. And then when we all feel that way, damn, we're going to put together a really good show. I could just already, I can feel it, you know, and that that's going to start setting a lot of us over the top, you know, is just that supportiveness. So that's that's what I like as, I, as I'm experiencing uh, all of this in comedy. So um, what the hell? my time oh yeah hell's kitchen because in hell's kitchen it's like it's a competition and at a certain point it's 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 they start off blue versus red and the blue team is always talking shit on the red team and the red team is always talking shit on the blue team but individually in the kitchen or in in their whatever they're people from the red team are talking shit on their own team members like none of them ever come together and be like all right let's freaking do this and hoorah no because they know that at the end there's an individual goal right and they let that be more important than succeeding in the kitchen you know and I, i'm really hoping that it doesn't ever really feel like that in comedy to feel like hey even though we're all on the same team I want to come before you because I'm just looking out for myself. It's like, dude, I mean, I, I get to a, cer a certain point that you're going to want to, you know, succeed, right? I, I think all of us want to. Like, all of us, it's probably the dream to, to, um, uh, oh, shit, the, the Megalodon has been spotted for the first time. Dude, how long has it been since? Hold on, let me see. 35 minutes. Before you see the damn shark. Do you believe how... Oh my goodness. What a waste of 35 minutes, man. Now I'm I'm so glad that I was doing this, this... This... This podcast while I was watching this. I'd be so pissed. But just show the damn shark right from the beginning. And show people getting chomped. You know? This movie's stupid enough as it is, man. And like, it's just... Goodness. How do they take so damn long... To freaking introduce what the problem is over here. Stupid. Anyways, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, stand-up comedies. I hope it's not like Hell's Kitchen at the next level, you know, because we're all hoping to to, to get there, and it, it would uh, it would really hurt, 
you know, if, if, you know, um, this whole brotherhood feeling of, of comics, like, like, I, I hope I'd be really disappointed if that, if that ended, because what's happening right now is a lot of fun. And it's not just that it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's also like, um, it's a special thing to experience. So, um, shout outs to everyone from the buddy system and everyone that all the comics that, that we talk to and hang out with. Um, again, if I didn't say your name and what I liked about you, like, I'm really freaking sorry, but like, like I'm watching the Megalodon right now and the plot just furthered right now. Not really. They just, like I said, almost 40 minutes into the, into the damn movie. And, uh, they, they barely showed the shark and I, come on. <sighs> Too much anticipation. Um, and it doesn't even look that huge. Come on. Obviously these guys are going to die. They're like the nerdy people. You're not going to have a submarine with Jason Statham, a hot chick, and two nerds. Like, obviously, the nerds are going to die in this movie. So. Oh, this guy sacrificed himself. Oh. Okay. Is that it? That's all that happened? Um. Oh, that's freaking sad. That seemed like a quick death. Okay. Huh. All right. I'm sorry, you guys. I I guess now I got now I have to start watching this movie. So, um, let's see. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it's not like Hell's Kitchen because that shit's crazy. And um, I just wasted. I just wasted wasted all your freaking time. Uh, but anyways, uh, thank you guys for for listening in. Uh, again, I still. Ugh. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, that's it. I'm done. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I thought I had more more things to say, but yeah, let's keep grinding you guys and uh let's let's keep it going until next time. Peace. <laughs>